Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Today we're going to talk with Chris Deaton about Arizona Senator Jeff Flake's new book, Conscience of a Conservative. But first, let me mention that the Daily Standard Podcast is brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. Stop spending a fortune on gimmicky shave technology you don't need. Make the smarter choice by joining the Dollar Shave Club. Daily Standard listeners can get their first month for just $5 with free shipping. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. Chris Deaton, how are you doing? Not doing too bad. You, ha- a- you, you haven't been using the Dollar Shave Club. You're, you're fully no. bearded. Yeah, I sometimes I tell people that I'm trying to go for the Richard Karn look from Home Improvement Days during the 1990s. <laughs> if, I, if I let it go that far, then that'd be kind of out of control. So you've been writing about Jeff Flake's new book, mm-hmm. Conscience of a Conservative. I, I think that title's been used before. Yeah. It rings a bell, doesn't it? Some, some Arizona conservative. Uh-huh. Another one. Yeah. The, the great Barry Goldwater, The great Barry Goldwater. Yes, back in 1960, right? You think? Yeah, manifesto. Yeah. So is this a manifesto? Well, there's there's something that is interesting to me about the subtitle. And, and he, he mentions in particular, I guess this is kind of a little bit of a differentiation from the title, uh, but he mentions the uh, rejection of... Uh, of the politics of destruction here. Be- uh, rejecting destructive politics, I think, is the exact terminology. A correct? rejection of destructive politics yeah. and a return to principle. Yes. Ringing. Yes, yes. yes. So it sounds like, sounds like a real, uh, real academic piece of work there. But there is something to that about the politics of this particular moment. And I think what Flake was trying to make a point of in a book excerpt that was published by Politico a couple of days ago and made some hay was this idea of politics that don't really have anything to do with policy, with a lot of the things that Republicans have wanted to uh, pursue for a long time, should they have had uh, sufficient numbers in Washington to do so are kind of being subordinated right now by the craziness in town. And a lot of that has to do with the administration. And I think that that's where Flake is trying to uh, draw a line that some of this, uh, I suppose, if we can just use this as a catch-all term, sillier behavior, uh, in his opinion, that he sees. It's kind of Republicans' charge to uh, step up and, and, and fight that appropriately and not countenance it. But at least when it comes to legislation... Flake has not been in opposition to the Trump administration and the agenda coming from Mm -hmm. the White House. That's exactly right. And that's a terrific point. This is something that um, is going to need to be parsed in the coming years. And especially just if we're looking at the first seven months of the administration here, Eric, there haven't been all that many votes, particularly in the Senate so far, that would make an objective outside observer just kind of sit back and say, whoa, this platform that the Senate has been pursuing so far really has the hallmarks of Donald Trump all over it. It's really been pretty standard GOP fare. Let's roll back Obamacare. Let's undo some regulations from agencies that were released during the Obama administration. President Rubio could have done that. President Kasich could have done that. The fact that it's Trump whose name is associated with it kind of tarnishes the reputation. And I think you see uh, a lot of that from the pundit class. And things that are particularly Trumpian, uh, Flake has set himself against, Mm -hmm. uh, in particular the immigration ban. Mm -hmm. The immigration ban, trade is another one. Um, 
He's been taking a lot of heat the last couple of days for professing his favoritism of free trade, being labeled a globalist. I still can't really figure out what in the world that word means. I could, it's, It definitely has a negative connotation. Uh, but Flake is definitely a guy who is more ardently free trade. And that's really kind of been Eric a position of the Republican Party for quite some time. It's actually one of the few policy issues that's had some bipartisan appeal the last 25 years. Let me let me suggest a way, though, in which Trump has done conservatives a favor, mm-hmm. which is conservatives have had as an article of faith for a very long time that um, that free trade is the way to go. It's mm-hmm. it's core Reaganist principle, mm-hmm. and um, conservatives have not moved far away from that. Um, and yet, even though we can see that having a positive impact, as Flake has pointed out, mm-hmm. in in terms of consumer goods that are low priced, you know, the anything and everything you get at Walmart is low priced in in no small part because it came from China. The downside of free trade, which is the loss of manufacturing jobs in the U.S., has been something that conservatives haven't talked a lot about, haven't thought a lot about, mm-hmm. and um, and has affected a lot of people. So perhaps Donald Trump has done conservatives a mm-hmm. favor by making this an issue and forcing conservatives to think about both sides of the equation and figure out how to make the case that free trade is of benefit not only to consumers but to workers in the U.S., mm-hmm. Yeah, you're always trying to reach uh, an equilibrium with something that is as complicated as trade. I mean, this is, you know, we we can be reductive in examining it and, you know, go back and and look at our international economics textbook 101 types of things and talk about comparative advantage and absolute advantage. I mean, the trade world is just much more complicated than that when it gets down to it. Trump has himself talked about, uh, you know, the way that China... Uh, devalues their currency artificially, and he's brought some of these issues to the fore that, to your point, it's more about, well, let's make sure that we're getting a fair shake. And when you tie that into some of the other things that might go against what would be standard GOP policy fare the last 20 years, infrastructure is another example. Talking about a $1 trillion infrastructure plan, this all kind of goes back to that America first idea, right? So there is something new that I think he is, to your point, kind of bringing into the fold of the Republican Party and uh, making some some voters a little more responsive to what it is the GOP is trying to sell, making it more tangible to their lives, in other words. Trump supporters not happy, though, with Jeff Flake's book. Um, Laura Ingram tweeted out, Flake and McCain are de facto Dems on most key issues. Prediction, Flake switches parties. <laughs> not buying that one. Je- Jeff Flake might be many things, and Johnny Damon went to go play for the Yankees once upon a time, but Jeff Flake is not going to go to the Democratic Party. Uh, there are still uh, a lot of aspects to Flake's personality. I mean, you even go back to Flake's house days, and he was pretty well known as a streaky libertarian uh, conservative who, you know, had a bent that was kind of in vogue at the time, I think, that might have been a little more associated with the Rand Paul types. And now I don't think Flake's going to be jumping ship anytime soon. But when it comes to the attitudinal standpoint of standing against Trump, that's an issue that the uh, Trump supporters are going to have. You also have Trump's enemies are loving this book so far. Mm -hmm. Um, CNN headline, Jeff Flake's devastating indictment of his Republican Party. I haven't seen that. Washington Post. 
Jeff Flake delivers the most courageous conservative rebuttal of Trumpism yet. And it may well be true, um, but uh, conservatives do get nervous when anyone's being championed by CNN <laughs> and the Washington Post. All he needs is the endorsement of the New York Times, and uh, then he's really in trouble. <laughs> the kiss of death for any conservative, <laughs> right? Uh, it's... This this type of thing, I think that we have seen before, right? When and it's a narrative that uh, pervades the fifty states, and I think maybe in some cases it's fair, some cases it's not. But this whole idea of Beltway Republicans, and I'm using air quotes here, trying to seek the approbation of those in the media elite and such, and this type of stuff traditionally uh, has potentially been prone to having that uh, image associated with it. Um, I do think that if you look at Jeff Flake's voting record and you look at some of the consistency of his own brand of libertarian conservatism, again, uh, there is something that is coherent over the years with him. Um, granted, he does face a very difficult uh, election challenge coming up. He's got a primary to deal with. He is in a particular political moment. I think he even said himself that, um, you know, it's not necessarily advantageous, but there is some timeliness that's associated with it. Uh, and there always is, I think, when it comes to this type of stuff. But, you know, the whole CNNs and everything, you know, praising him as the courageous guy. I mean, look, it's we've read that stuff before and it, it just it, it's 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 not anything special to read that. I just think it's much more interesting to read what Flake has to say and evaluate it objectively. Say this for Trump. He's made the mainstream media embrace conservatism as a uh, as a sterling alternative. Jeez, <laughs> oh, wow. Chris Deaton, deputy online editor of the Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from the Dollar Shave Club, the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer. You don't have to schlep to the store and try to get razors out of those little plastic safes they're always locked behind. No cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave. And you don't spend a fortune on 14-blade razors with magic lubrication strips or other gimmicky shave technology. It's just a great razor paired with Dr. Carver's shave butter for a smooth, gentle shave. Listeners of the Daily Standard podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month box, you get a weighty handle, a cassette of four razor cartridges, and a tube of shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time you like. For this exclusive offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to tune in to our podcast throughout the week. Just go to iTunes or Google Play for a free subscription, or go to our website, weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Thanks for listening.